the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. Jesus. Oh, thank you, indeedy. I am super excited for tonight, not just because tomorrow is going into the weekend, but I got my man back with me. He's recharged and ready. Hey, does anyone want carrot sticks? Get him out of here. <laughs> my man is recharged. He took a few days off to get ready to come back and for the perfect night because Dementia Joe, Creepy Uncle Joe, the sniffer in chief is what finally did an address to the nation tonight. You notice I have never used the, the P word yet. In reference to him, he is now and will will continue to be the occupant of the White House is how I will refer to him. We're going to talk about that. But I want to hear from you. Did you watch it? Anything you want to share with me about it? Anything you want to say? What jumped out at you? 888-344-1170. We've got another good friend of mine. I'm surrounded by my boys tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my boy DJ Potato Skins back with me. And Brian Maloney is going to be back with us a little bit to talk about everything involved with today's breaking news. We are streaming live right now on uh, Facebook at the Answer San Diego Facebook page. Please do share that and keep those comments rolling. And he's back with me tonight, DJ Potato Skins. Today I'm proud to announce one of the most important deals in the history of U.S. industries. My administration has reached a historic agreement with a great American DJ DJ And in case you're confused, yeah, the office of the former president of the United States just made the historic deal. We're right alongside one another, pushing the truth out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Sleepy Joe. You know, we I was interested, Andrea. I said, hey, should we play sound bites before the show? You and I were talking. I'm like, only if he goes to the extreme. I expected pretty much what came out. Not worth even giving air time to Sleepy Joe. Well, I think what he said was uh, extreme. If you, if you, he, what. His the policies of what's going on and what they're trying to do. Oh, sure, that is extreme. Because, yes. because you know this is the, these are the commies. You know they are literally the communist party. Every and and everything that has gone on with coronavirus, with these draconian shutdowns, and I almost hate that word. This is communism. Do your history, folks. This is what authoritarian regimes, totalitarians do, dictators do. They exploit. There is a history. There was a playbook for this, which was to seize upon some, quote, emergency with which to gain complete control over a nation. And it is shocking to me. It is the black mark on President Trump's President Trump's presidency that he actually went along with it. I'll be I honest. I, I part of me doesn't blame him for it because he you know, trusted as many people did, thinking that somebody with a DR in front of their name actually gave them credibility and meant that they were operating from a place of just medicine 
partisan versus politics. Um, but and, and that continues now in terms of the politics being used here. And, uh, you know, um, so much of what he said tonight, and I, I don't want to play sound clips. The only reason why we were going to possibly play some clips would be if there was a major gaffe or he said something so outlandish, crazy, insane that we had to play it. Right. That would be like a sound bite that people would be playing in perpetuity. But I'm not going to give him five, five seconds on my show to spew just straight we knew what up the scorecard propaganda. Was coming into it. Right. So one of the things that are I, I think that is just uh, most relevant to point out of what he said, just to get to the nits of it, is that basically he did the most commie thing that a communist could do. He cynically, manipulatively, in a way that only Meghan Markle could rival in with narcissism. He used the 4th of... Get this for a moment. He used the 4th of July in which we celebrate our independence from dictators, from kings lord, literally lording over us. We celebrate our independence, our individual freedoms on the 4th of July. And he used that. He threatened to withhold it from us if we didn't give up our freedoms. He went on to say that we need everyone to get vaccinated and we need everyone to continue to wear a mask. And if you don't, the threat was clear. He's going to shut down America again. And let me tell you, after a year, and it's not a coincidence that he did this today. Today marks the year in which coronavirus was declared a pandemic, and which means it marks a year of which the left had the means with which to completely destroy this nation and turn it into their mar- their Marxist utopia. Andrea, it's been a long two weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long two weeks. Well, I think the sh- Google for me the exact date of when they did the shutdowns. Today was the day that they did the pandemic. I think March 14th was actually the day in which uh, President Trump and all. And, but I will remind you guys of this. President Trump ne- did not declare anything like Biden did. Biden used, used the words tonight. We may have to reinstate restrictions. Uh, one of the things I do want to remind you guys is that President Trump did not did not mandate any restrictions. He asked for people to, you know, um, ad- adhere to recommendations and suggestions, and he left it up to the states, actually. Did you have a date for me, my friend? Yeah, the first day here in California was March 19th. March 19th. Okay. Um, he said, if we don't stay vigilant, we may have to reinstate restrictions. For him to say, we need everyone to get vaccinated and we need everyone to wear a mask should tell you a year later... That these masks were always a mind control device. There is absolutely no reason from common sense or from science or from data with which anybody who gets vaccinated should still have to wear a mask. And if you still have to wear a mask after you get vaccinated, then it's not a vaccination. There's then no it, point to it. There's no point to it. And we're going to we're we've got a couple stories to bring you tonight about the, the coronavirus vaccine. Um, I didn't watch. The speech tonight. I'm not aware that he bragged about how people like Dylan Roof and uh, the Sarnayev boy who, you know, blew, you know, little children into bits was going to get a $1,400 check. I don't know. Go- Google that for me, uh, Tater Skins. Did he brag about that? Or did he brag about how uh, in this uh, American, you know, uh, rescue plan, did he brag about how five in, inside that plan, uh, $5 billion was going to go only to black farmers? Black farmers only, $5 billion. If you're a white farmer and you're going broke and you've been destroyed, remember back during these shutdowns when we had farmers that were having to completely destroy eggs 
They had to destroy because because all the sh- the stores were shut down. They had no means to distribute that. They, they you you couldn't. There, there was nothing on the shelves in terms of paper products. But because of shutdowns and because of uh, I don't I, I did an extensive segment on it at the time explaining about um, the pr- certain products that that farmers had to destroy because that with restaurants shut down so much of farmers um, inventory and manufacturing and setup in terms of chickens and eggs and products um, was meant to not just they have to they have to have a plan to not just fill the shelves of the of the st- grocery stores but also the restaurants as well and with restaurants shut down they ended up having to destroy l- massive amounts of dairy products eggs meat. They had to destroy herds of cattle. And those white farmers were spit on tonight and today by Joe Biden. And they bragged in this bill, by the way, um, that um, that this was that it, quote, addresses what some say is a history of racism from the U.S. Department of Culture against black farmers and families of, of color. So the coronavirus bill was an end around black uh, reparations for black people with farmers. Over 60% in polls, although it should be 100%. There should not be any American today who believes in systemic racism where the U.S. government takes money from one citizen or sets of citizens on the basis of their skin color and gives it to another group of citizens on the basis of their skin color. I was disgusted when you posted on your Instagram the other day. I forget what product it was, but it said, okay, black owned or Hispanic owned. What does that matter? You should just go and buy whatever is the product that you're looking for is best for your family. Well, or whatever you want to buy, whatever you want to buy. So we're now, we're now, we're, we're leaving white farmers to starve to death and to suffer economically and favoring black farmers, flat out racism in this in this America. This isn't an American when it comes to the farmers. This isn't an American relief plan. This is a black only relief plan. And yeah, you're right. In stores, it's, you know, black owned business. It's all about pr- promoting it. You know, um, uh, you know, I'm flashing back on you because know, let me also do a little history lesson. You guys know that Irish people were slaves, too, in America. right? Yes, we were. Yeah. Right. Weren't there signs and windows? Irish need not apply, right? Where's the reparations for the Irish? Haven't heard that talked about. I'm supposedly, I'm part, well, I'm not supposedly part Irish. I mean, you know, my granddaddy and grandmother were Kirklands, came from Ireland. Where's my reparations? It's out, it's, uh, you know, it's insane what's going on. And for the life of me, when I am bombarded like I am on Twitter by all these Democrats celebrating this, I'm thinking, how stupid are you? There, I said it. Two trillion dollars. Somebody, and and you're going to get eighty. We've got three hundred thirty million Americans in this country. Eighty million are going to get a check for fourteen hundred dollars. So much of it, just not even semi-related to COVID relief. Not even at all. Oh, promises made, promises kept by Biden today. Biden promised you two thousand dollars, fool. You ain't get two thousand dollars. The only people happy with this bill should be uh, Garcetti. He's getting in California. They're getting, I don't know, 80 something billion dollars to pay off union pensions, which is basically a money laundering scheme. That's all this is. Gavin Newsom said when it came to, the, to uh, these shutdowns, he said today um, that there we're not going back to any new normal because the new normal had inequities. Inequities. Gavin Newsom was honest at the, at the front. He said, this has given me the opportunity to do programs I didn't get done for years. There will never be 
ever. If they can shut us down over this virus, let me remind you of data and science. Did Joe Biden mention tonight that this is still 99.7% recovery rate? Didn't hear that. Yeah, I didn't think so. Because none of this has anything to do with a virus. And if you still think it does, gosh, I wish you didn't have the right to vote because you don't deserve it. I'm going to take a break when I come back. We're going to talk to Brian Maloney. We got to talk. We got to shift gears because this is a bit of a distraction here. America is actually on trial in Minneapolis over the George Floyd case. And it's not there's so much going on. It's like shock and awe of news. But we've got to give the story some attention because let me tell you, it's about to break loose in this country and it ain't going to be good. We're going to talk about it. when We come back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. If whether you're listening in your car on your way home, on Facebook, or all the different ways in which you can listen to the Andrea K Show. And also you can email me at any time, even when I'm not on air at andreakshow.com. Just got an email over there uh, from a listener I was looking at during the show. But I want to read a comment before I bring in my buddy Brian Maloney um, because I, I posted earlier today. I said, who's watching this speech tonight? And Aaron McGuire says, gee, Andrea, I'd love to listen to him, but I have a voluntary colonoscopy I'm going to tonight instead. <laughs> I think he had so much more fun. <laughs> doesn't doesn't uh, creepy Dementia Joe sound like he's he's just fresh waking up from some kind of procedure? I'm not lying, Andrea. I really mm. thought they said, oh, about 20 minutes for, mm. for Joe's speech. I said he won't even make 10. Yeah, well, I don't I didn't watch it. Um, I got the highlights of it in terms of the gist of it. I got quotes from the speech and that because, uh, you know, media always gets it's like an advance of what the script right. is going to be because clearly he wasn't improv in anything joining me now uh, to discuss all the topics of the day and, and specifically we got a, america's on trial in minneapolis this isn't about chauvin this isn't about a cop putting his knee on a bad guy this is about how evil america is and they aim to prove it and if they don't get their way it's about to get real ugly in this country there is no justice going on at least as far as i can tell so far with this trial Or even the fact that he's even been charged with murders. And so Brian Maloney from Red Wave America and Stop the Scalpings joins me now. Hey, Brian, thank you for being here, my friend. Great, great, great to be back. Okay, so um, gosh, we we don't have time to actually refresh everybody's memory before we get into the trial. I do want to kind of recap a little bit about this because, I mean, it's been so long. Um, There's been so much violence and craziness in this country by Black Lives Matter and Antifa, so much false narratives and lies and propaganda being pushed out so much from the and and then then also we've had the election and the election theft. Then we have the Capitol, you know, you know, breach on the sixth. So memories have faded since we had Black Lives Matter and Antifa burning down the country over George Floyd. But I feel like we should start with a little refresher of what happened there. Right. And yeah, yeah. Tell everybody, can you recap it for well, everybody? Well, I mean, I mean, it's hard to even remember. It was so it was an eternity ago. I mean, when you start talking about something that happened last May and you think about, you know, what has developed in this country since it might as well have been 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, you know, sometimes you I don't know what that expression is about how, you know, one year is like a living through a century. I'll just take that one up. But the bottom line here is that you're right. Going back through that all again 
to me, fundamentally, uh, when I've been looking at all of the news stories so far from all sides in this, is that this is a question of whether America still has, uh, whether we still live under the rule of law or mob rule. Right. And this has come through completely in the jury selection so far. Because multiple jurors, and the AP is the news source I'm looking at there, so there's no partisan dispute over this. Uh, multiple prospective jurors, almost all of them have said, if I serve on this jury, my family will be threatened. I will be, I will face physical harm. I mean, there was one woman that was giddy to potentially be picked for some reason, but, you know, there's always a weirdo in every bus. But the bottom <laughs> line is, you're not safe on that jury. And the reason why I don't care what your perspective is or how you rule, uh, how, you know, how you vote as a juror, ultimately, you're safe because of the out of control media in this country, CNN, uh, New York Times, NBC, they will dox those jurors. They will dox them. At one point, they will, someone will lose control and someone will start doubling names and then the addresses by the Twitter mob will get out there. And these people and their families, their children, their loved ones will be threatened because that's what we have today. We no longer have rule of law. No, our for for this has been brewing for a long time, not just due to um, the the Obama administration and the first day in, in office was falsely accusing a Boston police officer of you know racism. And if I had a son, he would look like Trayvon. Mob rule got George Zimmerman charged with murder. Uh, mob rule is why uh, which launched you know the you know and then we had the the false narrative of hands up, don't shoot around Michael Brown, which the Obama administration fostered, which led to Black Lives Matter. And, you know, mob rule led to and the out of control lies from the from the media with with the Obama administration led to Black Lives Matter and six uh, multiple cops across the country, six or seven in Dallas alone, murdered by Black Lives Matter, who chanted in the streets, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. And let me tell everybody, you know, mob rule is the only reason why show van is charged with murder a third degree was added in today uh, reinstated just as a means to give the jury some way in which to convict this man and an autopsy reports it's always it's always horrifying to see anybody die but the bottom line is george floyd had he cooperated every case whether the whether the perp ends up dying or not it all starts with resisting arrest comply and you won't die and on top well, of it brian maloney yeah. we had autopsy reports that show that it was not asphyxiation they killed george floyd he should this man should not have been charged with murder and if we don't get and if the black lives if they don't get their pound of flesh from this man america's going to burn because this is not about chauvin this is about this is about reinforcing the false narrative that america is an evil nation isn't it well, the bottom line here is what I'm saying is that none of it matters, no matter what side of this that you're on. All that matters is how social media is used these days as a mob to attack based on its own whims. It takes on a life of its own, and sometimes it turns against its own. I mean, that's what's fascinating about all of this, and that is what is ultimately destroying America from within. When you, you, know, when you as a judge or a juror no longer feel safe, a voting or ruling way that is in accordance with the rule of law, yeah. then America is fundamentally broken. And that's, you know, because you're worried that Brian Stelter or somebody on CNN is going to expose you yes. because they want a certain verdict. And so we can look at the evidence and I have, 
Um, but I'm not going to claim to be a legal expert right. either. But what I am going to say is I know that Twitter has become a force for evil in this country and this yes. world and so is social media in general. And it is destroying the fabric of our society. And we're seeing real damage done in a case like this because we would all like to see justice served. And we're not going to get it because it's going to be whoever screams the loudest. And that's not America. Well, and we already have. I, I heard today Jack Posobiec from One American News reported something no, I hadn't heard on any media outlet. Did you know, I didn't, that there's a Chaz. Remember Chaz was the um, the uh, autonomous zone that was set up? That yeah. It was an insurrection going on on January 6th at the Capitol. Insurrection was taking over city blocks in a city and declaring that you're yeah. now you're now running that. And people, you're not allowed in, you know, cops. And we're in, in no, I, that's there's yeah. actually a George Floyd a Chaz zone set up in Minneapolis right now. And I don't remember how many blocks it is. White people are not allowed in. I mean, and nobody's reporting on this. That is not. Well, there no, should, I found out about it from the same source. And, you know, about, I used to live just in the other end of that neighborhood where the Seattle Chaz zone was. But the Minneapolis zone, I just heard about this day or two ago myself. It hasn't been in the news at all. And the from the coverage, the thing that shocked me the most was that even left-wing activists are afraid to go in there. So even people who are on the same side uh, mm-hmm. as the peak, whoever runs that zone, and apparently you could murder someone with impunity in that area. The police won't go in. Chiefs won't go in. I mean, you, you know, if, you're, if you ha- happen to live in there and your house burns down, the fire department's not coming in. So nobody even really knows who runs this zone. But how this has been kept out of the news media, mm-hmm. how no one has heard a thing about this in Minneapolis. I mean, we heard all about the Seattle Chad Zone every single day. Well, they're, the they're not because it's unknown. Well, that's because the the Democrat Party and the Marxist, including Black Lives Matter, all want, you know, are, are happy to have these hearings. And Christopher Ray declare that, you know, the Trump supporters uh, are the domestic terrorist and insurrectionist and, you know, never, never declare that about Black Lives Matter. So they've got to keep the truth. You know, there is I'm not aware of any jury trial anywhere that involves any Trump supporter where, um, you know, jurors are scared that. You know, they can, you know, like we've got all these Trump supporters that have been arrested, right, and are facing prosecution for the January 6th thing. As juries are going to end up being selected, I guarantee you there's not going to be any jurors that are scared that they're for their life on how they rule well, in those that, cases that like they are here. That is true. And, and that, again, that is why we no longer have the rule of law in America. We have mob rule when it is based on a political bias rather than evidence, rather than putting facts before a jury and a judge when it is based on who is screaming the loudest on MSNBC or CNN or in the New York Times. or you know, you, Like I said, I hate to repeat myself, but we'll dox all of these people. They will dox them. And these potential jurors uh, know it. They know they will be targeted. They know their mm-hmm. children won't oh, yeah. be safe. That's not America. That's not it. And you know what? Uh, Excuse me for interrupting. Where does it go from here? Well, where it goes from here, that's, uh, you know, I was just sitting here flashing thinking, you know, the, the, the prosecutors... I don't even know why the, the the defense did not ask. There is no way that this can be fair. When you've got a Chaz going on with everything that's happened in this country, it's inexcusable and unexplainable to me that this is there has not been a change of venue. There is no way that this well, can be a fair trial. Absolutely, absolutely true. And I thought the same thing. And I have been trying to understand what that officer's defense counsel is thinking in any of this or, or whether they just simply do not have the power to, uh, you know, to push for any of this in any, with any reasonable expectation of success. And maybe that's 
what's driving this. It's all politically driven and not legally driven. It is not driven by law. So that's the problem. But, you know, and if you're if you're his defense counsel, are you saying, well, we'll just win on appeal if we get a bad picture or whatever? I think they're banking on that. Yeah. You go up the ladder and those judges will be facing the same mob. They'll be facing the same doxing. Judges aren't safe anymore either. That goes all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. And that's why fundamentally we are no longer America. If even Supreme Court justices aren't safe in their own homes, then it's over. You can call it a day for the country. And that is that is what has changed. Uh, and until we fix that, we're done. And then on top of it, we've got uh, the Democrats today. If you're just tuning in, we're talking to Brian Maloney of Red Wave Americans Stop the Scalpings. They passed. We spent some time talking to Congressman Andy Biggs about H.R. 8 and the gun grabber bill. It's different versions and different aspects of what's going on because I think they've got two. And then they then they pushed another a third today that had to do with an assault weapons ban. Um, So they passed it today. And um, so they passed this gun grabber bill on us at the same time that the Democrats rejected an amendment that would have required ICE to be notified if an illegal immigrant tries to buy a gun. So this is all about background checks on Americans and you can't transfer a gun between family members or whatever. But if you're an illegal, you aren't you aren't subject to this. And how did what is this? How does this tie into Minneapolis? Because, again, it's about the rule of law. Illegals have more rights in this country than the United than U.S. citizens. And so you think about all the unrest that's going on, that we don't have the rule of law. It's mob rule at the same time the Democrats want to take our guns from us. But where were the Republicans? I still want to know, why did the Republicans uh, allow themselves to lose those two Georgia Senate races? I was in the state on the ground before that election, and I watched the Republicans just hand it over on a silver platter uh, while, you know, Reverend Warnock ran ads saying you'll get $2,000 immediately after January 5th, which, of course, turned out to obviously not be true. Uh, But the bottom line is, now we're in a position where you're hoping that uh, Senator Sinema of, of Arizona or a couple of other senators out there, probably not Joe Manchin on the on the gun issue, uh, you know, you're hoping that they either allow filibusters to continue or vote against it. Uh, she's the most fascinating politician that I've come across in a long time. She could be the reason why it fails. I started writing about her in 2005 and she was a state representative in Arizona, and she was far more to the left than she is now. So it's been, you know, I mean, I think it comes down to someone like her. Well, you know, weird. well, it, 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 ultimately everything in America, come, well, not everything comes down to the elections, because even we're winning elections. I mean, so much of it's come down. So much power has been transferred to the Justice Department and to our courts that it almost doesn't even matter. First of all, our elections have been stolen. But even when we were winning legitimate elections, uh, you know, Trump won legitimately in 2016. And every time he turned around, these uh, these, you know, um, dictators in black robes all over this country were stepping in and legislating from the bench. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know even if we can restore election integrity as long as we still got all these these this craziness going on with these judges. It's not going to change. And and, no, and, and, and even and even with Republicans like Trump, it was his three nominees that refused to hear the Texas case. And so some of the problem that we've got is we've got all these judges, even Republican nominees who are coming out of these commie colleges 
You know, well, I mean, how do you explain though ACB and, and Kavanaugh? But I mean, and all of the protests against Kavanaugh, and, and now the guy sided with the left. So what was all the screaming about? I mean, that's what's fascinating. And and Amy's coming down the side of the left. So uh, you know, they must be very very happy about that. But fundamentally, I believe the country's broken, and you see states already shifting their own way away from Washington. Uh, to me, what I see is Governor Abbott in Texas taking uh, border policy, uh, you know, in, in his own hands. And he's not the most conservative governor out there no. by far, not at all. And yet he's sending National Guard troops, Texas Guard troops to the border. And to me, that is a de facto step towards secession. That's what you do when you're starting to run that on your own because you know the feds aren't doing it and you have a crisis at the border. To me, that's you're showing that you're stepping away. And so I think that what happens is these you have a little stealth secession going on in these states. You certainly have it going on in South Dakota as well. And you'll have a dozen more, 20 more in a month or two. I mean, it, that's where it's headed. I think I that mean, is where know. it's headed. Well, Brian Maloney, uh, thank you for being here. I'm going to have to have you. Uh, well, you know, I always have you back. Um, but we, we everybody <laughs> needs you. to be paying attention to what's going on in Minneapolis. And um, buy a gun, protect yourself, and uh, learn how to use it. Brian Maloney, thank you for being here. Oh, all right. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got more news. We got to share with you some coronavirus stories. We got to get into you. Um, uh, some other news happening here in California. Some economic news. That and more. So don't go away. 888 344 1170. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, typically, I have Brian Maloney on to talk about media. I ran over. I just feel like, you know, we, we, that was, we, I need, we needed to be addressing what's happening up Very in important. Minneapolis. And so I needed to let him go before we could talk about uh, Tucker Carlson. Um, and I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it, you know, because we actually had JJD, Jesse Jane Duff on last night to talk about the military and the insanity of what's going on with their, quote, inclusiveness. That's not what the military is supposed to be about. In fact, the military, in order to be battle ready, because the military has one mission to kill the bad guys, supposed right? To be separate from that. Well, yeah. I mean, they're supposed to, they intentionally exclude people. Like those that have flat feet, those who have vision problems, those who are obese, um, you know, et cetera. We, there, it, we intentionally exclude people who are not up to. Remember that billboard, the few, the proud, the, the Marines, the, the stringent requirements to get into the military are supposed to be stringent for a reason. They have to so, make split second decisions. Well, it's, it, and there's a physical demand on the job. OK, that's why they exclude people who don't meet the physical requirements. And we talked about all this last night with J.J.D. Well, you know what? Uh, Tucker Carlson said pretty much the same thing on his show. He was talking about we've got new hairstyles and maternity flight suits. You know, I mean, literally, uh, you know, pushing pregnant women to, to, to be out, you know, in battle. I mean, that's insane. You know, you're, you're going to kill people and you're going to lose wars for inclusivity to push so, social justice warrior nonsense. But here's the scarier part than that. High level officials from the Pentagon and the Department of Defense are going after Tucker Carlson. Going after Tucker Carlson and joining in calls to have him removed from air. 
to silence him. Is that what our Department of Defense is supposed to be about? These are supposed to be non-political people. So first of all, I got a problem with anybody wearing the uniform right now, speaking out against anybody in the media who's exercising their First Amendment rights because you're, you're showing your political bias and that goes against the military code of justice, right? The code, the code of military conduct and justice. And second of all, you're supposed to be defending the Constitution. And you're, gonna, you're, you're pulling a Meghan Markle? She filed a complaint, by the way, against Piers Morgan. Oh, did she really? Yeah, because, because Piers Morgan over on uh, Good Morning Britain complained against her. She filed, a, she filed a complaint against a media outlet. You're a public figure. If you didn't want, you, you know, what did you think? You were going to do this interview with Oprah and, and nobody's allowed to, nobody's allowed to, to give you, to, to, you know, criticize you? It's such narcissistic rage. But the United States, let this sink in a moment. The United States military is going after somebody in the media. Who's just exercising his freedom of speech. Exercising his freedom of speech. This is where we're at in this country. We don't have, we, there's, and and so it's, so of course, Joe Biden tonight in his speech. Used the 4th of July as a, weaponized the 4th of July, gets dangled it out there, threatened it with move. Is that not the most commie thing that a commie could do? It's really sick when you think about it. It's, it's incredibly sick. I may let you guys celebrate your freedoms. But you got to behave. Well, but I may let you celebrate freedoms while I'm while I, you ain't got any. Because as long as I can pull the plug and control your life and move you around like, like pieces on a chessboard, you ain't got any freedoms. And I got people, are, and I posted about that on Twitter, and I got people coming to me, oh, I feel sorry for you that you feel threatened that the government's trying to keep you safe. That's not the government's job to keep me safe. Hey, Bozo on Twitter who tweeted that to me. Do you, you want the government, to, you know, uh, you know, t- t- keeping you safe by coming in and, and telling you that you're not allowed to eat? Was it Mama Cass who, who choked on a, on a, and died on a chicken bone or something? There's all different ways you can die. You, you really, is this really where we're at in America? Where we got Americans signing up for the government to control every aspect of their life under the phony guise of keeping you safe? That's insane. Um, got to shift gears. Uh, speaking, well, not really shifting gears. Coronavirus. Um, I don't know if you heard the story. Well, you did because you printed out the article for me. <laughs> 39 year old healthy Utah mother, 39 years old, surgical tech for a plastic surgery group. So she's in the healthcare industry, right? So healthcare people are, you know, uh, given, you know, a chance to go to the front of the line. Although I, I could argue that plastic surgery is not necessarily healthcare. It can be though, if you've, if you've got a disfigurement or something that you're, sure. you're taking care of. So, um, according to her family, she was healthy, had un, 39 years old, had no un, underlying conditions. Um, she immediately got sick. So this is according to her dad. Soreness at the shot location. Started getting sick. Started complaining that she was drinking lots of fluids but couldn't urinate. And she felt a little bit better the next day, but then she really um, deteriorated. Um, she had headaches, nausea, um, con- continued issues, urinating, even though she was drinking tons of fluids. Took her to the emergency room. Did blood test. They come back and t- say that basically her liver is completely shot. And they're they're putting her at the top of the list for a liver transplant. Healthy healthy woman. And you can remember that a week or so ago, uh, remember uh, I did a report on um, issues like one woman who lost her baby, one woman who was dead within four days, right. needing the, the uh, attacks on the liver. 
uh, was has this is not the first case of somebody's liver going bad and dying uh, before being able to get a transplant. But all the mainstream media reports are these not so severe side effects that you may or may not get. But you never hear about these things. Yeah. Well, they actually uh, were couldn't even get her to the point. They were trying to get her to the point where she was even stable enough for a liver transplant. Um, and she got worse and she died at nine o'clock. Now, so the pro-vaccine people want to tell you, and oh, by the way, Denmark and Norway have suspended AstraZeneca. Have they really? Because of I, 30-something cases of blood clots. Um, and, and remember that this is less, one of the reasons, one of the things they found out is that um, the all the ventilators were blowing out people's lungs. This is really more a cardiovascular event, which is why, why obesity is such an issue, more than it is a lung event. Um, which is one of the reasons why hydroxychloroquine works because that's a malaria drug, et cetera. So, um, of course, the pro-vaccine people are telling, well, we don't need to rush to judgment here that this healthy woman died from this vaccine. Same people that declare somebody who falls off a ladder and dies and then they test the dead person for, uh, for um, oh, they died of COVID. For, they died of COVID, right? Or in, somebody... <laughs> goes into the hospital with any kind of respiratory situation and dies. It, we, we know that they were the hospitals were getting paid to declare people as dead from COVID and not even tested. But uh, um, according to the CDC site, sixteen at least sixteen hundred and thirty seven people have died immediately following the injections. I've reported here this from the VAERS, um, which is the Vaccine Adver- Adverse Event Reporting System, that we've had clusters of seniors. And, of course, when seniors uh, in their 90s that died right away, well, well, they were going to die anyway. They were old. Well, then why did you bother to vaccinate them, supposedly, to keep them from catching this? And if seniors were going to die anyway, then when, why did you, why why all the hysteria? Because, remember, oh, if, if we were going to take the attitude, well, they were going to die anyway because they had all these comorbidities. Then why was it so important to you to declare that if a senior died of pneumonia with all these comorbidities that we had to declare it a COVID death? Every bit of this. Let me take you back to the open of the show with Joe Biden. We need everybody vaccinated and we need everybody with a mask on. And if everybody doesn't comply, we may have to go back with with restrictions. I warned everybody from the beginning. Anybody we go along with this will never get our freedoms back because this doesn't have anything to do with the coronavirus. This has to do with power. Using the coronavirus for power. And again, what's that survival rate again, Andrea? 99.7%. And you're going to trust yourself to a vaccine that you could possibly die from? That has that, that doesn't even have that, that. That has a 95%. I think the one that has the best is supposedly 95% efficacy. Why would you bother to do this? Listen, if you want to do it, Take it. That should be your choice. That should be your choice. Well, we one of the things that we were thinking that Biden might say tonight, so we were looking to, to get a yep. soundbite, is we were thinking that he may come out with a vaccine card. He may declare that, you know, some, some I'm going to sign an executive order that school, you know, um, you, you're going to have to be vaccinated. Um, I don't think they're, they're, the reason why, I think he would love to do it. I think the reason why they haven't is because of Democrat pushback. I know that they, they don't want to lose Democrat voters, and there are many Democrats like the African-American community. They are trying to do a lot of outreach, but the African-American community is very suspicious of this vaccine. Um, All right, so we're going to take a break. We come back. I got to Kroger is closing stores across California. Why? Because the government's trying to mandate that they, they give an extra hazard pay to the workers and they can't afford it. 
We got that and more to talk about. So we got some more Andrew K. Show coming up, so y'all don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. You know, economics is not like a sexy topic. People don't like to hear about it because it's, you know, it's, you got to, you got to bring a little something to it, right? You got to, you got to think about it for a moment. You got to ponder. It's not what we do anymore in this country, right? I mean, um, maybe we'll get back to thinking now that the Kardashians, I think, are done this season. Thank goodness. Right. I thought that might have been right up your alley. Oh, child. Well, you know what? The first, you know, season of it, I thought they were darling before they all, you know, turned into Michael Jackson with the, you know, constant, you know, plastic surgeries. And, you know, before they just became, you know, um, so narcissistic, you know, um, but it just it, it really jumped the shark. It really jumped the shark. Um, so anyway, economics isn't necessarily a fun topic, but this is a story that can maybe help you just get the basics, right? At least from a business standpoint. And um, it's about Kroger. Um, Kroger is going to close three grocery stores in L.A. because different uh, one operating some is Ralph's and, and Food for Less. And it's real simple. Why? Because those who've never run a business are often the people trying to set policy. They don't understand how there's things called, you know, a profit margin where you've got cost. You, the, you know, you charge for a product and service. You subtract your cost from it. Your labor is your most ex- ex- expensive cost. And you get a profit. And in grocery stores, it's very lean. So um, you've got these city councils that decide, well, we're going to act like we're good guys. We're going to take care of the worker. These poor grocery store workers got to go out and work during COVID. Oh, they need hazard pay. They need hazard pay. $5 an hour more. Well, you cannot be pro-worker and be anti-corporation. At least not if you have any understanding about how corporations work. So Kroger's like, we, we're already getting killed because of the economic disaster that has been going on with California. Because as you've destroyed industries like restaurants and et cetera, farmers and all that, as we talked about at the top of the show, you've already destroyed the economy. So you've already killed us and killed our business as it is. And now you want to increase our cost on us? And increase the cost on our most expensive item, which is our labor. We're done. We're out. Same thing in Seattle. So now all these people that thought that 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 were supposedly going to get help by the government are now out on the street without a job, and they ain't going to get help from Biden because Biden's uh, rescue plan is about rescuing Democrats and people with malaria around the world. Remember, government here to help. Economics lesson number one: keep the government out of the business. We'll be back tomorrow night for Friday with Bob Walters.